Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Welcome to Calvary Chapel. Glad you're here this morning. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 14, starting a new chapter message titled reserved verse 15 he says now when one of those who sat at the table with him heard these things he said blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of god Woohoo! right blessed is he who gets to eat king- bread in the kingdom of god i mean we all think that's a wonderful don't we what do you think of when you think of that you know the marriage supper of the lamb right we're all sitting at a big table in heaven and god's there and jesus is there and you know it's just amazing that's not what he was thinking at all. In fact, that's, that, that context was not even on the radar for this guy. He was not thinking kingdom of heaven being heaven. In fact, it's not. And that's not even what this is all about. But, but what he had was a misconception, and really what he thought was millennial reign. He wasn't thinking millennial reign, because that's more of a New Testament concept, but he was thinking of what the Old Testament describes the millennium as. And if you've read the Old Testament, you read about the, the lion and the lamb, or the lion and the wolf, actually it's lion, the, the lion and the young goat, I think, and then the, the, the wolf and the lamb. doesn't work as well. But that's what it says, that they'll, they'll lie down together and, and a child will lead them by the hand, that you can put your hand in a viper's den and you'll be unharmed, and that you'll live to a thousand years like the, the age of a tree. And so what he's thinking to himself is God's going to send this Messiah, which just seems to be the guy, and he's going to establish his throne in the kingdom of heaven. It will come to earth, and God will establish his righteousness, exalt the Jewish people, cast off the oppression of Rome, and I'm going to live for a thousand years eating bread in the kingdom of God. Woohoo! That's what he was thinking. Jesus had a different idea of what the kingdom of God would be like. It wasn't going to be that yet. It will be. The millennial reign of of Christ will be that. But what Jesus was thinking when he was thinking about the kingdom of God is he was thinking about what would happen after Pentecost when the Holy Spirit would pour out on a bunch of people who were up there in the upper room praying and that they would be filled with the Holy Spirit and they would go out and they'd bring the message of the kingdom. Because when we become a Christian, we are transferred, Colossians tells us, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of His love. And now it's our job to bring the kingdom of God to everyone who will listen. And this is why Jesus talks about the kingdom parables and talks about the birds of the air and the, and the leaven and the tares and the wheat, that there's going to be evil mixed in with it. And so we have to live as, as sincere Christians and sincerely love Jesus as we walk with Him because we're going to bring the kingdom of God to this earth in its fallen state. And so eating bread in the kingdom of God to us is partaking of the Lord's table together in communion and celebrating what Jesus did for us on the cross. It's very different, very different ideas about what the kingdom of God would be. And so Jesus knew that this this wasn't what this guy was thinking, but the whole purpose of all this humility talk was that these guys would know that they are in danger of missing the kingdom of God due, due to their pride and arrogance. And that if they did not repent, 
then they were going to end up outside the kingdom as they saw Abraham and Isaac and Jacob partaking in the kingdom and themselves cast out as we saw last time. Verse 16, it says, Then he said to him, A certain man gave a great supper and invited many and sent his servants at supper time to say to those who were invited, Come, for all things are now ready. Now, they would invite people to come to dinner, and it wasn't like we do. When, when we invite somebody to come to dinner, say, you want to come to dinner tomorrow? And, and you say, what? What time, right? What time? But that's not the way that they did it in those days. You want to come to a banquet tomorrow? Sure, we'll be there. And they came. They came whenever they wanted to come. They just showed up. They, they showed up certainly before dinner time, but they might show up early in the morning. And that's the way that cultures like that are very different than our culture. Our culture is it's considered cold culture. We're respectful of people's time. We, we keep schedules. But in, in, in warm cultures, and usually warmer climate cultures, and, and that's not necessarily true. It's kind of stereotypical. But, but in warmer cultures, people tend to not consider time as such an important thing, but relationships is more important. And so if you were to go to Mexico and you're supposed to be at a wedding, and they say the wedding's at 1 o'clock, you would show up at 1 o'clock, and at that same time, the, the priest would be like, oh, I guess I better you know, get, start the car and get things ready to go to the church you know, at 1 o'clock when he's supposed to be there in our, in our mind, right? I, did the, I, did, I dealt with this with a Ukrainian pastor one time. The wedding was on, and we were at Calvary Boise, and times were very scheduled. And it, the wedding was starting, and he wasn't there yet. And I was co-officiating with him. He didn't, come to the, he didn't come to the rehearsal either, didn't think it was important. And so, so here we are. And, and that's, that's how it would work. The, the bride starts to put on her dress at one, the groom, he starts to you know, pack things up and get ready to go down to the church, you know, and everybody's kind of making their way there, and all the Europeans and the Americans are standing outside the church like, what is going on? I thought it was at one. What's going on? But that's just not the way that they think. And so this was a relational thing. It's like, come to the banquet. But by the time the food was getting ready to be served, nobody had showed up or very few had shown up. And so he's very irritated by this. This isn't the way it's supposed to be. People should be here for hours by now. And so, verse 18, but they, but they all, with one accord, began to make excuses. I, I love that. It reminds me of a story of my wife one time when she was little. She took a, a note from home as to why she was absent the day before. And the teacher looked at her and she said, is this your excuse? And Shannon started to cry, and she left. And her, her, her teacher called her mom and said, well, why did you, you know, why did your daughter leave? You know, and she came home crying. She, she said, well, hon, Shannon, why did you? She said, she said it was an excuse. <laughs> I guess if that, but anyway, that's the type of excuse Jesus is talking about here. They're making excuses. For, the first said to him, I have brought the place, I brought a piece of ground, and I must go and see it. I ask that you have me excused. So this guy must have been from California because he bought the place sight unseen. I don't know how many people I've talked to, like they just wanted to get out of there so bad that they bought a house before they even looked at it. And they come here and like, we didn't even look at it before we bought it. I've heard so many people say that. It's just funny. But it, it, it must have been the same thing. He just, he bought it sight unseen and he's going to go look at it now. 19, and another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to test them. I ask you to have me see. So he didn't test drive the oxen. He bought them off of Calvana. So they drive the oxen to his house. Still another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. And that makes total sense. You know, it's going to take her a while to get ready. Now, I, these are all just lame excuses. You know, there, there's no truth or validity to any of these excuses. 
You know, and, and it's the same reason. And Jesus isn't talking about going to a wedding feast or a banquet. What he's talking about is coming into the kingdom of God, to eating bread in the kingdom of God, to being part of the kingdom of God. And that's what he's, he's talking to us about. And, he, and it's the same lame excuses that everybody uses still today. It's, it's their possessions. They're afraid to have to give up something. It's their work. I, I, I'm too busy. I can't do it. It's their family. My family won't approve. It's all three of those things, and that's exactly the excuses these people give to try to be excused from this wedding feast. In verse 21, so that event, that, or so that servant rather, came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in here the poor, the maimed, the lame, and the blind. Wow, well, we've heard that before, haven't we, somewhere? Go and find those people and bring them in. And the servant said, master, it is done as you commanded and still there is room. Now, just so we understand what Jesus is talking about here, Jesus came to his chosen people, the children of Israel, and they made excuses as to why they didn't want to be a part of the kingdom of God. So Jesus preached to the poor. To the, to the lame, he healed them, and the maimed and the blind, and the demon-possessed, and the demon-bound, and lepers, and dead people. Jesus was very popular with the dead people, like many politicians today. And even the prostitutes and the criminals and the tax collectors. And they were all humble because of their station and state in life, and they all came in. But there was still room. So who's he going to invite? Well, it says in verse 23, Then the master said to the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. He's going to invite whosoever will come. The Gentile, the Jew, the slave, the free, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done, Jesus is calling you. And he says, come in. Come into my banquet. Be a part of the kingdom of God. In the Gospel of John, he describes this without using a parable. In John chapter 1, verse 9, it says, that was the true light, speaking of Jesus, the light that came into the world, which gives light to every man coming into the world. And, and I don't know if, if whatever theological bent or background you come from, this could be considered prevenient grace. This could be considered the wooing of the Holy Spirit that he woos every single person. But he's the light, it's a light that comes into every man, shines on every man that comes into the world. It's there. You know, we're, we're fallen, we're, we're depraved, we're, we're broken, but his light shines into every single person. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.